Hello, I am Judesca Villan and this is another Rapper Podcast episode where we discuss facts, nuances, and controversies behind the big issues in the Philippines. This is Rapper's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. In this episode, we are going to discuss the diplomatic protests filed by the Philippine government against China over incidents in Philippine waters. Uh, this episode is also very timely because President Rodrigo Duterte is in China currently. Uh, this is his fifth visit since July 2016. Kasama natin ngayon si Sofia Tomacruz, ang foreign affairs reporter na rapper who has also extensively covered issues related to the West Philippine Sea and China, particularly the incident involving the 22 fishermen on board Jemver. Uh, hi Sofia, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So let's get to it. Uh, last August 9, Foreign Affairs Secretary Tudor Luxin Jr., uh, Jr. announced that the government has filed another diplomatic protest against China. If I remember, this is not the first time, right? Ilan na ba so far and over what? Okay, so the most recent diplomatic protest filed by Foreign Affairs Secretary Daddy Boy Luxin was the diplomatic protest he announced um, was filed on Monday, August 19. And that was actually already at least the fourth protest that the Philippines filed against China this year. Okay. Specifically, it was over the presence of Chinese warships passing through Philippine waters. Mm-hmm. Now, this was an issue for the Philippines. As Defense Secretary Delphine Lorenzana said, the warships were passing through Philippine waters without notice and they weren't responding to calls of uh, the Philippine military when they radioed these Chinese warships. Mm-hmm. So- what are diplomatic protests anyway? Because we also we always hear that because on Twitter these days from uh, Secretary Loxin, right. what can they do and are they more than just a piece of paper? Because yun yung worry ng maraming tao na parang mm-hmm. ano ba yan? Ano kaya ng gawin yan? Right. Actually, when we talk about it being more than just a piece of paper, it's also important to note that right when we're when these things are filed, okay. it's basically one government, one country talking to another. So there are formal ways of doing things, okay. diplomatic ways of doing things. And this is one way of doing that. So when we file a diplomatic protest, when any country files that, it communicates one government's position or views or wishes given mm-hmm. a certain subject to another official government. And so it can be used to, let's say, inform a government of certain things. It can also be used to protest or object to certain actions being done by a foreign government. And we've seen this being filed in the past before. As we mentioned, it was the fourth one this year. So uh, other diplomatic protests filed earlier in 2019 pertain to the presence of, let's say, Chinese uh, maritime militia vessels that were swarming Pagasa okay. Island, which is a small island in the West Philippine Sea that has a community of a little over 100 Filipinos. Okay. It's also been filed before relating to the sinking of Jember. We know that in the aftermath, Secretary Loxin said he fired off a diplomatic protest. Going outside China, let's say, mm-hmm. it's also, it was also filed by the DFA when it came to the treatment of uh, OFWs in okay. different countries. So it really is to communicate a certain stand the government has and their objections to certain actions being done to the Philippines or Filipino people. So it's not usually my incident that trigger, usually my incident that get trigger for the government to file a diplomatic protest. Like right. you mentioned earlier, not just China, meron yung treatment ng mga OFWs din, pwede nilang gawin din yun. Mm-hmm. And the same way that other countries 
can file mm. diplomatic protests against us. Okay. So we saw that again when it when it comes to OFWs. It's what what really is the trigger. Let's say is if there are certain actions that aren't acceptable mm-hmm. by a government, then it triggers diplomatic note. But it also is important to note that it depends on the Department of Foreign Affairs also to make it public. Okay. Um, that's one issue actually we've seen when it comes to talking about diplomatic protests. Mm-hmm. It seems just more frequency now when it comes to fighting diplomatic protests. And we have to keep in mind, right, Secretary Luxin was the third. It's already the third foreign secretary of this administration. So if you compare his filing of protests to, let's say, former foreign secretary Alan Peter Cayetano, he made headlines for a soft sta- stance uh, in the sense that yes. There was barely any transparency in filing these diplomatic protests. Okay. Remember, there were headlines of him saying that they felt 85 to 100 protests. Okay. But, but, about, transparency. but on what? Okay. We don't know on what these were, okay. against who. That's why it's also important that when diplomatic protests are filed, uh, media and the public wants transparency. Right? We have to demand transparency in the sense that who was it filed against? Yeah. What's the content mm-hmm. of that diplomatic protest and what actions did we want? What's expected of the country that received it? What's holding the government or basically the DFA back from releasing information beyond announcing that we filed this, we filed that? Right. So, at least in Secretary Loxin's term, uh-huh. he's always said that under his watch, the foreign affairs is going to be the iron fist of the military. So he really takes it from um, whatever the military says, he follows. If Lorenzano wants or says that we maybe need to file a protest against a certain, a certain action, then he takes that as a cue okay. to do so. Having said that, I remember the very, one of the very few times we got Secretary Luxin in an event. Okay. The media asked him about the diplomatic protest that was recently filed and he said it's filed that's all i can say you know i'm not comfortable talking to civilian media i only talk to the military they're just firing off that's it uh-huh. i'm afraid that's all i can say at the moment Will the president no you know how i feel about speaking to the civilian media i speak only to the army <laughs> really that's the best i already described my foreign policy as the fist and the iron glove of the armed forces so we work hand in hand with the military so in that sense, I guess what's holding him back is the fact that he only wants to talk to the military. The DFA doesn't give us much information when it comes to the contents of that diplomatic protest. And it's hard because we're left with taking it as, at face value from his tweets. Mm, okay, so you mentioned niya kanina about one of the details that should be included in the diplomatic protest is asking this country to do something. Usually, ba. Are countries receiving on the receiving end of a diplomatic protest are required to like act immediately on it or can they ignore it? Well, it should contain actions, right? And okay. and countries are supposed to reply to it. Okay. For example, when we go to diplomatic protests that were filed against China, uh, during one Senate hearing on foreign relations, senators asked, "May we know what the contents of?" China's reply was to the Philippines, and again, Secretary Luxin was saying, I'm willing to share the contents with you, but not to the public. Okay. So, from that, we can probably infer that they have replied, mm-hmm. but as to what exactly they replied, let's say, we won't know because the, they won't share it with us. Can we expect China to do anything soon then on the other 
pro uh, diplomatic protests? I think that remains to be seen. Okay. In the sense that Chinese ambassador to the Philippines said that, okay, next time we'll ask for permission. But then Lorenzano pointed out later on, you still haven't asked for permission and your warships are still okay. passing through Philippine waters, which is why he said we should file a protest against that. Mm. And I think it also remains to be seen what China will do because, as you mentioned earlier, Judes, uh, Duterte is in China now to discuss many issues, yeah. including the West Philippine Sea, uh, which is probably the most heated thing yeah. between the two countries. And he said right? he will uh, invoke the arbitrary ru uh, right. ruling. Invoke the Hague ruling, right? So I guess it remains to be seen, but what experts are saying is that you know it's gonna take a lot more than just bringing it up mm -hmm. because it has to be backed by actions it has to be backed by let's say certain offer an offer of a different solution in the okay. sense okay you can't just bring it up but what comes after that how do you back up that action okay the recent filing of the diplomatic protests we saw na marami under uh, Loxin. Parang seems the usual uh, departure. It's a departure from the usual stance ng government. What do you think triggered this? Parang itong pagbabago na bakit biglang obat ng reklamo na kaysa China compared before. The DFA under Luxin is also taking their cue from the military, so okay. it also is related to the fact that the military itself has been a lot more vocal, let's say, okay. compared to the past few years. They've become particularly vocal in terms of telling the public when a Chinese ship passes through our waters without information. So it's tied to that also, no? So he's not acting by himself. He's also acting according to what other agencies, like specifically the militaries, okay. is giving him. And also when it comes to talking about the West Philippine Sea, we've seen that, yeah, the, as you mentioned, the Duterte administration has been a little bit more quote-unquote active okay. in talking about it, a little bit more aggressive. He's already in the second half of his presidency and okay. it's supposedly the time to bring it up now. Mm, all right. And there are criticisms from people saying that superficial itong pag-file ng diplomatic protest kasi may pang disconnect daw with what the, the president is saying uh, regarding China and his actions too. Do you think uh, this skepticism from the people Unfounded, but or they have a parang basis then. I don't think it's unfounded in the sense that there's been so little transparency okay. in in what exactly is going on. For example, so when we say that there's a diplomatic protest, that's good. But when people want to know more about what exactly was asked uh -oh. for and everything, there the public is left in the dark a little so bit. So parang walang follow through. Sa yeah, there's no follow through. So we're not sure. For example, if China actually responded to what the DFA asked or what exactly the DFA mm -hmm. asked for. Okay. Um, and we have to remember also, right, that surveys have shown Filipinos are very much strong in their stance that they want action in the West mm -hmm. Philippine Sea. They yes. want the government to assert the Philippines' rights. Mm -hmm. They want the government to bring up the Hague ruling and use it to mm -hmm. assert our rights. So I think there's, it's not unfounded. Yeah. Three years into the president, May, may, may leeway to talk about the West Philippine Sea. So we'll see what will happen. Uh, from your talks with experts on diplomacy, maritime disputes, and of course China, what do you think, what do they say that the government should do to dismiss the skepticism of the public regarding the government's stand against China? Because you see, we have the surveys. Parang, uh, at least the survey uh, results I've seen, 
consistent siya na intense ang stance ng, ng Filipinos against China and they want the government to stand against China. How can the government show that they're doing their best they can? Right. So, I remember over the past years of this administration, the, what they were always saying is that we can't do anything or else China's mm, yes. going to go to war with us. And it's a war that the Philippines would surely do. That's the usual That's the usual response. Messaging, oh. It's the usual messaging all the time, right? But one of the staunchest defenders of the West Philippine Sea, Supreme Court Senior Associate Justice Antonio Carpio, has already rebutted this many times and has actually given concrete ways to implement mm. the Hague ruling at the same time assert the Philippines' rights in the West Philippine Sea. So, for example, he mentioned talking with other states. So you can enter into a convention with other claimant states like Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia regarding the South China Sea. So you come up with agreements with other claimant states and you show that there's a way to, to go about things. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember also Gregory Poling uh, from the Center for Strategic and International Studies in the U.S., who's also an expert on the South China Sea, has said, it's important to note that by not doing something also, you're losing out. Yeah. As other countries have shown, Malaysia and Vietnam, for example, that there's a way to stand up to China and have it not result in war. Are, are, is the government even listening to these experts? And there are a lot of voice out ng expert opinions. Nila. We have the, uh, aside from, of course, the international experts, we have right just near Malacanang. Our own experts, yeah, right? Uh, Justice Scorpio. Bakit? Mm-hmm. But hindi sila nakikipag coordinate sa mga experts na to, at least to educate themselves at what, what could be their actions? Well, that's hard to say, no? But when reporters asked the palace about Carpio's statements, uh-huh. let's say, the suggestions that he made, presidential spokesperson Salvador Pinello, for instance, said, um, the Duterte's way is still the best way. Okay. Talking about it is still the best way. All right. My favorite question, I think, in all of my podcast episodes, what can we expect next regarding this issue? Especially in the aftermath of the Duterte's trip to China, his fifth visit. I think it's hard to tell what would come next, but it's important to see what would happen after Duterte's trip to China because aside from him talking about the West Philippine scene, mm-hmm. invoking the Hague ruling, there are actual tangible things that are on the table. For example, like the... MOU on joint exploration in, this, mm, in the West Philippine important. Sea. Oh. It's very important because Philippine Ambassador to China, Chito Santaramana, said, said was that, you know, these are areas where you could move forward Mm-mm. within the whole discussion. So, of course, there are fundamental differences, but there are also areas of cooperation where you can move forward. So, that's one thing to expect. Also, another would be the finalizing of the long-delayed code of conduct in the South China Sea, mm-hmm. which China also wants to, has already said publicly that they want to get it done and finished within the Duterte administration, okay. while the Philippines is coordinating that in the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. So while it may be hard to tell what things would look like, there are spots uh-uh. that are worth that should be monitored. Right. And on that note, we will patiently wait if ano mangyayari after the meeting and what will happen if magpa-file ba ba ng bagong diplomatic protest ang DFA or finally they will be more transparent regarding the details of the protest that they file. So thanks, Sophia, for joining me today. 
uh, and for clarifying what diplomatic protests mean ba talaga in this context of this administration, especially in the ongoing, like, the ongoing claims for the West Philippine Sea. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on developments on these and other issues, please visit Rappler and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, I am Jodeska Villan, and this is Rappler's Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Thank <laughs> you.